What is up, DGAFers? We have taken a glorious break that we needed really bad just from our an endless to-do list. Not that we needed a break from sharing all of our wonderful knowledge with you <laughs> or experiences with you. That's not what we needed a break from. We have learned through living in our own intuitive world that there are times where you have to let things go. And when you let those things go, it's not going to make your whole life crash and burn. Yes. Yeah. So we've actually taken almost a two month break from recording episodes. And in this episode, we're sharing what came out of that for us, what we've learned about ourselves and also how we plan to take what we've learned to help our clients. You know what? It just came to my brain in our Instagram bio. We have, um, a little saying that says do less and live more. And it like points to our, our, uh, like link so that you can get our free resources and other resources that we have. This is us right now living that. And I know so many women will sit there and hear that phrase. Cause I was one of them like do less so you can live more. I'm like, there's no way I can do less. What are you talking about? Don't tell me I can do less. I have all these responsibilities. I have all these shit I have to do. Don't sit here and tell me that I can do less. You can do less. And if you feel like you can't do less, it's because you have these subconscious beliefs that you have to be doing everything all the time, or you're a failure or you're not enough. Or, you know, there's all these reasons why you feel that way. And I know personally for Jenna and I, and I'm going to speak for myself and Jenna can speak for herself, but I have had a belief for a really long time that if I am not constantly in the go, 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 go mode, that I'm not providing and I'm not enough and I'm not successful. I have that. Yeah, I have that. I have that same exact belief. And, you know, there's certain things like that, that make us a really good partnership in terms of business. And I feel like that belief is the one thing that, that we've been holding on to that is, has made things more challenging for us. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because we're working through all this stuff together. And this is our next step now is healing that subconscious belief that we have to continuously go, 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 go. It was hard for us to let the podcast kind of go for a little while because consistency has, this is going to be a little longer intro than normal because I've got so many things coming into my brain. Consistency is what is preached um, all the time in society. Just keep being consistent. Just keep being consistent. And I do believe in consistency still. I do think that consistency is good. um, So don't come at me and think that I don't believe in it. I do. But when you're viewing consistency in a way where it's like an all or nothing, like you either are consistent and burn yourself out or you are a failure, it causes a lot of anxiety and stress. And for us, I know we were like, we have to be consistent with the podcast. We have to make sure there's one up every Friday. Cause if not, people are going to not be listening and they're going to forget about us. And guess what? That didn't happen. And we let that go for a while because we physically couldn't take it on anymore for a while. We had to focus on other aspects of our life and we're alive and there are people still pressing play. (laughs) And not only that, but you know, what else is something that was eye-opening for me because a, a personality pattern that I've carried with me from my childhood 
is that it's this people pleasing tendency. And I know a lot of women, especially when we become moms, Mm -hmm. this, this comes to the forefront where you put everybody else first and we sacrifice ourselves to keep everyone around us happy. And that's actually, there's a lot of conscious and subconscious work. We'll, we'll get into that in this episode a little bit. Um, but there's work that needs to be done to heal that. And that was my personal fear with letting the podcast go was we have so many of you who tune in every single week. I'm going to let you down if we take a break. And I don't want to be the person that lets you down or upsets you or makes you, makes you feel bad or, and removing that, taking myself out of that situation. Like, like you said, Lauren, everything's fine. And same thing with that aspect, because people have messaged us and they're like, oh my gosh, we miss you. I'm so excited for it. When are you recording? Like no one's pissed that we took a break. They're just excited for the return of it. And I think that was something I needed to see firsthand that has helped me heal some of those beliefs. So as we end this little intro and get into the actual podcast, I want to ask you, the listener, is there anything on your to-do list right now, as you're thinking about it. And if you need to take time away from this podcast and really think about all the responsibilities you have and all the things that are taking up your time and your energy, is there anything that you should be letting go for a little while so that you can experience less stress, overwhelm, and burnout? And when you think about these things, I, the first feeling that's probably going to come up is no, I, these are all my responsibilities. They have to be done all the time or my life's going to fall into shambles. Like I can't let anything go. But if you really sit down and take a look at it, there's probably something where you can say, okay, what's super important that like literally people would be dead if I didn't do this, like taking care of your kids and, and yourself and eating and doing all of that. Like, okay, that has to be done or people won't be alive anymore. And then there's probably some other things that are on your list that are not going to cause death or anything of that nature that could go for a little while. It doesn't have to be forever to help you experience more of your life and less of the rat race. Yeah. So, so just a little teaser, because right now you're like, yeah, sounds great, but how do I do that? We get into that a little bit in this episode. So we're going to give you some tips. We have some free resources linked in the show notes, but in our upcoming episodes, we're really going to start focusing on this more. So make sure that you're tuning in because the healing that we've done is now going to be shared with you in a way that you can take all this info and apply it to your own life. And that's why we're here. That's why we show up. That's why we do what we do. Yes. If you are not following following us on Instagram yet, make sure you do so at fit.and.social and all of the free resources that we mentioned in this episode are linked in the show notes. They are also linked in our bio on Instagram. All right, let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realized that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the the ugly, ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a DGA-er, like don't give a (laughs) 
or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGAFer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGAFer who doesn't give a what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. Welcome back, welcome back. Guess who's back? I don't know if that's how the song goes. <laughs> that that was pretty good. I mean, I feel like I was, I think so, it was pretty spot on. Yeah. We were so excited to be back in recording mode. And if you are new to the podcast, you probably don't even realize that we skipped a beat, which is great. If you are a loyal follower of the DJF podcast, you know we've taken really about the last six weeks off of recording new episodes. And we want to explain why we did that today and also what good came out of that. Because I feel like we have grown and changed so much, even over the last six weeks, it's pretty freaking incredible. Yeah, we have, we've made some shifts. If you, if you go through our podcast, so if you go through all the episodes way back to the beginning and you kind of work your way through to when we were pregnant and then we had our babies, you know, we've had some big major life shifts, but also belief shifts as well. We have a podcast episode about um, one of our biggest shifts, which was being stuck in diet culture to then not anymore and embracing intuitive eating. And we talk about where we used to be versus where we were then. And I feel like we've now also birthed into another shift as well. I think so too. And what's very interesting about the intuitive eating episodes that we recorded, they, they come off very angry because that's where we were at that point in our life. And that's what happens when you have these, these moments of just awakening where you start to question everything that you've been taught and you've been told. It's like, you're, you're mad. And we were definitely mad at diet culture for a really long time, especially, you know, as former beach body coaches, like we lived and breathed that shit for a really long time. So for us, it was more so like questioning ourselves in a really big way and having to really unlearn all of that. So the episodes about intuitive eating have kind of an angry, like F you diet culture tone. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think that's, it's cool. And we're not getting rid of those episodes because you need to see that because when you start your healing journey, that's normal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we were very, um, laser focused on teaching and teaching you about intuitive eating, like going through the 10 principles, going through the five stages, talking about, you know, what is diet culture and why does it influence the way that we eat and what does making peace with food look like? We really get into more, I think like nitty gritty, um, details about actually intuitive eating. So if you are interested in understanding what the heck intuitive eating is, because we've said this before on our Instagram, if you look up hashtag intuitive eating, you will be very probably confused because there are actual people who know what they're talking about with intuitive eating on that hashtag. But then there's also diet culture on that hashtag that's claiming that they're helping people eat intuitively, but it's false. And we actually have a post coming that talks about what to spot um, or how to spot a fake intuitive eating 
coach, I guess you could say. But if you're really looking for that advice, go listen to those podcast episodes because we dive deep into those. And on our Instagram page, um, we do still talk about intuitive eating because that is still part of our philosophy of life. Um, but if you kind of scroll down a bit, we have some reels and posts that are very intuitive eating specific. Yeah. And I think, I think too, I want to address the fact that, you know, we're talking about fake intuitive coaches and we're talking about like how to spot it and, and why people are saying that and how it's actually diet culture. And I truly believe for 75% of those people who are doing that, that they don't know that they're doing anything wrong. I yeah. really do. Because I think back to when Lauren and I, I mean, when we first started our intuitive eating journeys and we were trying to figure out like, you know, we knew we didn't want to do diet culture and, and focus on weight loss and all that shit anymore. And then we were like, okay, but are we intuitive eaters? Because I don't know, I don't really know much about it. And so we started saying that we were intuitive eaters to ourselves. Yeah. And then once we learned that like intuitive eating is such a process and there's 10 principles and there's five stages and there's all this nitty gritty stuff that you have to really work through. That was when our eyes were opened. So it's not just like listening to your body. That's one part of it, but there's so much more. And I think that's where things get very misconstrued in terms of social media. And you have to look out for that. Yes, you definitely do. And we had an, a question from um, one of our one of our followers on Instagram. I'm, I apologize that I don't remember exactly the Instagram handle name or the person's name, but they asked us, can you share a little bit about how your intuitive eating journey is going so far? Um, and so we want to briefly touch on that because we have been still talking about intuitive wellness as a whole and intuitive eating on social media. If you have our free download called Ditch the Diet, um, we are emailing you once a week going hardcore into the 10 principles and educating you more so on that. But where we are currently in our intuitive eating journeys is we're past the angry stage. We're past the, um, I would say, trying to figure out our hunger, trying to figure out our fullness. Um, there are still some foods that I'm finding that I need to make peace with that I didn't think that I needed to make peace with. But for the most part, I've made, I personally, Lauren, have made peace with a ton of food. Um, and I am still eating intuitively and listening to what my body wants and needs. And I'm feeling right now in the stage that I am, I am not really, food is not really a thought of mine anymore. It's a thought when I'm hungry and I'm eating what I want to eat. Yep. I feel the exact same way. And it's amazing because food controlled my thoughts and my actions for so long. And I know we even talked about vacationing. Uh, we have a whole podcast on that about how, like vacationing without diet culture. And I think that is a true testament to how we're living now because it's really just, I feel like I'm living for the first time because I'm not obsessed with food. Yeah. And I feel like I'm really showing my body a lot of respect in terms of decisions that I'm making about food and working out and all of that. And, and I know somebody said on Instagram as well, they're like, we're so happy. You're still saying that you do exercise because I know a misconception with, you know, embracing an intuitive lifestyle or intuitive eating is that everything goes out the window. You don't exercise anymore. You don't do any of that. And that's, that's not true. We have an 
podcast episode also on why intuitive eating and believing in that and ditching diet culture has is not anti-health. That's not what this is. Um, we are still moving our bodies. It looks so fucking different <laughs> than it had in the past. You know, if you haven't been following us for a while, Jenna and I, we mentioned we were beach body coaches. We're very psychotic about following workout calendars, checking off day one, day two, day three, day four, day 100, morning meltdown, bleh, stab me in the throat. Like that was our mentality for a really long time. And so we do still exercise, but it doesn't look like that anymore. Stab me in the throat. Stab me in the throat. Like, that gives me hives. Like when Yours? I morning meltdown, 100. So dramatic. I love it. I uh, but yes, I mean, it's like, we, we thought we were doing all this stuff in the name of health. And in reality, it was giving us so much more anxiety. So over the last six weeks, we, you know, we, like we said, we took a break from the podcast and it really gave us time to reflect on all of this and to continue our healing journeys and really decide what does intuitive wellness mean to us personally? And how are we going to help you get more in touch with your intuition and what does that even look like? So we're so excited to just kind of break this down for you in this episode and give you a little glimpse as to what's coming soon. Yes. So we are still firm believers in intuitive eating. We still are preaching that, teaching that, that's still a part of it. Um, we are just we call ourselves intuitive wellness coaches because that's the title that encompasses everything that we're able to help our clients with. Yes, we can help you with intuitive eating, but like Jenna said, there's way more than that. And when I talked about exercise there and how we don't check off days anymore and follow these strenuous calendars is because we have taken some time to really understand our menstrual cycle. And so that is a huge part of intuitive wellness as well. Not only ditching diets and eating intuitively, but also listening to your female 28 day cycle. And what is that telling you? And can you lean into that to really optimize your energy, your mood, the way you feel about your body and how you are communicating in your relationships? There's so much more to intuitively living than just eating intuitively. Yes. And I think, I think this was a huge piece that was missing for us because we were trying to listen to our bodies, but also society was telling us, get a routine, eat mm -hmm. healthy, do all of these things, check off all these boxes. And the more we did it, the more anxious and the more stressed and the more overwhelmed and frustrated we became. And it didn't add up, especially for me towards the end of my pregnancy, I was still so anxious and had such high anxiety. And I just kept trying to do more of these things because that was all I knew that would help me. And it actually made things so much exponentially worse for me. So it's been a really eye-opening experience. So we want to dig into hormones and what this looks like in terms of listening to your menstrual cycle, because men and women are wired completely differently. So we're going to give you a quick rundown here. We're going to be talking so much more about this, so much more in depth. So if this is a conversation that's resonating with you, please stay tuned. Yeah. So well, before, hold on, before we get into the hormones, we're going to come back to the hormones. We have to keep going on with our intuitive wellness and what really 
is intuitive wellness. So it's intuitive eating, it's menstrual cycle. We also have really done our own inner child work um, and really coming back to, you know, what trauma or what wounds or beliefs um, have we been holding on to that keep us in a mindset that doesn't promote living intuitively. So we've done a lot of inner child work. We do that as well with our clients with learning about your menstrual cycle and intuitive eating. And we also really dive deep into your personality patterns and basically like your survival mode. What do you tend to do when you don't feel safe in your body and why, and how can we recognize that and, and change the narrative? So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but let's get back to hormones because we love talking about them. <laughs> I know. I was just, I was just way too excited to talk hormones, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for explaining that because that's, that's typically, I mean, that encompasses everything that we do when we work one-on-one -on -one with clients. So, okay. Hormones. hormones. So, so basically what we want you to, to understand with this is our society, basically everything that we're taught in terms of our work life, in terms of workouts, in terms of eating, in terms of parenting, everything is structured in this masculine energy in this man's world. Okay. And what I mean by that is typically the male hormones are highest in the morning. So it's based on a 24 hour clock that follows the sun. So rising of the sun, setting of the sun. So male hormones in the morning, testosterone is the highest when they first wake up. And that's a great time for them to, you know, check things off their calendar, get their workout in. Like it's just a very high energy time. And then throughout their day, their testosterone drops. So mid afternoon, it's at this mid level. And that's a very good time in the, the male hormone world to communicate, to go on lunch dates, to take someone out for I mean, drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Have, have a meeting to really work in this like corporate setting in terms of collaboration. And then by the time they get home at night, hormones are at the lowest point. And that's when it's great to just like chill, relax, put on a show, veg out. Mm -hmm. Now, as women, as menstruating women, we try to fit ourselves in those same boxes. We try to wake up and feel energetic first thing in the morning and get all this shit done. And then we just push, push, push and go, go, go throughout every single day in terms of motherhood, in terms of work, in terms of everything. Mm -hmm. And the issue with that is female hormones are, they don't go on this 24 hour clock. They actually have a, their own clock called the infradian clock. That's over a 28 day period. So 28 days to 35, depending on your menstrual cycle. And it's the same cycle that follows the, the moon, the phases of the moon. So we're going to get into that eventually, probably not today, but it's probably not in this episode, <laughs> no. but it follows the phases of the moon over uh, roughly a month. And the interesting thing about this is hormones naturally rise and fall over that month. And that means your energy naturally ebbs and flows. Your creativity naturally ebbs and flows. Your communication naturally ebbs and flows. So there's times in the month where it's, it's a great time for you to get out there and meet new people and share ideas and do all this stuff. But there's also times of the month where you're not going to be able to do that well. And, you know, because society is 
telling us that that's what we need to do. And you need to just keep showing up and push harder and do more. We beat ourselves up when we have days where we don't feel like doing those things. We feel like we're not good enough. We feel like something's wrong with us and truly learning about the hormone cycles. It gives you permission to lean into those natural ebbs and flows of your energy and your inspiration, your creativity and stop pushing it like gives you this permission that I know all women are looking for. We just want someone to tell us it's okay to sit down and take a break. It's okay to not feel motivated to do this. It's okay to go bust a workout right now because you have tons of energy. It's okay to do these things. And I know from personal experience, when I, this is not related to my hormones, but it's related to motherhood. You know, when I had my first son, I needed permission, which now I'm learning. I don't need that permission, but I needed the permission for someone to tell me that I didn't have to breastfeed anymore. And when I got that permission, a weight just lifted off of me. And I was like, I can breathe. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. I'm safe. I don't have to put all this pressure on myself. And I'm telling that story because it relates also to following your 28 to 35 day cycle and listening to those ebbs and flows. It's like, I finally have permission to be feeling the way I'm feeling and not feeling like I'm either crazy or something's wrong with me, or I'm not good enough. It's like, take the load off. This is normal. This is the way your body works. And we can lean into that and be more productive, have more energy, feel better about our body image, but it's, you're not going to feel those things. You're going to constantly feel that looming cloud over you. If you are trying to push something that's just not aligned with your biology. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, So it's just, it's so freeing to learn more about this because it really just gives you permission to be who you are. And I think we push ourselves to be something that we're not. And that's when things just get completely out of alignment. That's when stress and anxiety and overwhelm and burnout start to creep in. And what we've really discovered through talking to so many of you through direct messages, we've really discovered that when you have those, those high energy, high levels of burnout and anxiety and overwhelm, that's when things start to come back to body image and the way that you feel about yourself. And we've really, really discovered that through our own experiences as well, that body image doesn't have all that much to do with your actual body. No, it doesn't. It has a lot to do with all the crap that you're putting on your plate and all the pressure that you're putting on yourself. Um, That's where it comes from. Truly it does. So we are going to be, we wanted to do a brief um, episode about, you know, A, why we took a break. We took a break because we're listening to our bodies and we had a lot of things on our to-do list that were higher priority at the time, um, which was developing, you know, great content and really coming into ourselves, like focusing on us and what the hell does Jenna and Lauren need right now? Because we're in the thick of motherhood. You know, there's a lot going on. And for a long time, it was very hard for us to let stuff go um, because we felt the pressure that we're letting people down. Um, People expect us to be doing this. We have to keep doing this. And we love 
like speaking is like one of our favorite things. We've discovered that in this time that we've been taking a break that speaking about what we're passionate about is really something that lights our soul on fire. But there was something that had to go for a little while so that we could not feel so frazzled with everything that we had going on in our lives. So we're happy that, you know, if you understood, if you were a loyal uh, listener that, you know, we had to take this break. And if you're new, or even if you are somebody who has been listening, knowing that it's okay to take a look at your life. And if there's something you have to let go for a period of time, and you're afraid to, because you're afraid of letting somebody down, or you're afraid that you're going to not be successful, or you're afraid of all these things, it's going to be fine. Let it go. And if you're feeling that that's where this whole inner child work comes in, it's where the personality patterns come in that Lauren was talking about earlier, because it sounds like you have some people pleasing tendencies in there. We got to figure out where that came from. And I know that because so do I. (laughs) A lot of us do. I feel like a lot of us do. So um, we are going to be doing a lot more podcast episodes on all of those topics, intuitive eating, inner child, personality patterns, cycle syncing, um, which is that menstrual cycle, uh, 28 day period that we just talked about. We're going to be educating more so on that. So that's what you can expect from us. Yes. And when we say cycle syncing, we're talking about really digging into what your hormones are doing throughout that that month, that 28 day, 35 day cycle. And how can you optimize your energy by scheduling your workouts differently, by looking at the way that you're eating differently and and including intuitive eating by scheduling motherhood tasks differently, by scheduling your work tasks differently. We're going to do so many episodes and share so much content on our social media about this. So if you're here for that conversation, stay tuned. We have some amazing free resources that we wanted to mention as well that we've been working on behind the scenes while we've been taking this beautiful break from podcasting. Um, We have one about cycle syncing your workouts. So if that is something you're interested in, just learning some more basics about cycle syncing and what workouts are recommended during each phase, go ahead and grab that. We'll link that in the show notes. Um, We also have an intuitive eating freebie, which I know I mentioned um, at some point in this podcast, it's called ditch the diet, your first steps to, um, intuitive eating. So it really just gives you the knowledge of what intuitive eating is versus what it's not. There's also an assessment in there to see where you're at currently, um, with your intuitive eating journey, if you started it or where you're at in terms of getting off diet cultures, crazy ass train. Um, we have another one. It, I think it is five tips. Is it five? five tips to loving and accepting your body as it is currently right now. So you can grab that as well. Now, all of our freebies are a PDF. So you will get that. You can go through it. Um, We'll send it to you again in an email, just in case you lose it on your phone, because we know that can happen. But following all of those free resources, we will be emailing you really valuable content about each topic. We have a whole email list or series about our body acceptance. We have one about cycle syncing and we have one about intuitive eating. So if you're craving just more, more, more information, I want to learn, I want to do this, go grab all of those. Yep. We will link them in the show notes. (laughs) Link them in the show notes for you. So, all right, that is it for now. So much more good stuff to come, but we got to go. So until next time.